But where are you really from? A podcast about the Asian American struggle. Hey everyone, I'm Angela Lin, and I'm Jesse Lin, and welcome back to "But Where Are You Really From." Today we are bearing our souls out to you for the sake of an episode. We're talking our current relationships. So last time we had a previous episode, I think it capped off season one, where we talked about dating. But that's like a it's related, but it's like a whole different thing than being in a committed relationship and like the trials and tribulations that come with that that was more about like what's it like dating in and out of the race and like what are some annoying things we hate hearing on dates and things like that versus like who we are and what we've learned from being in our relationships thus far Mm -hmm. so and and jesse and i are both off the market currently (laughs) with Uh, committed long-term relationships so we're going to talk about that in terms of shit we're bringing to the table baggage cultural related things just all sorts of shit so i hope you enjoy us telling you everything i will kick off relationships first off let's see how many like real serious relationships i have been in i have been in three real serious relationships so far. And I count that meaning that like I dated the person more than like half a year. Um, Um, If that's your barometer, I've been in one, which is my current (laughs) and last relationship. Well, what would you qualify as a serious relationship? No, I think, I think that's fair. Well, it's not always time-based, I guess, in my mind. Um, I guess I would determine also based on like the, how deep I felt the connection was. Um, but, but I do often refer to this as my only real serious relationship. So, (laughs) but I think that's interesting. I mean, it just goes to show like there's different, different strokes for different folks. Like everyone's definition of what a serious relationship is means is different and how people feel about like how many relationships you should have is different as well. Like, I feel like I haven't had a lot of relationships, but I think if I talk to some other people, they'll be like, well, that's actually a lot for like how old you are right now. So yeah, there's definitely a huge gamut there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You and I have talked about like relationships. I think you said it when we were talking about dating, but like you could fall in love with a million people. It's it's more like how mm-hmm. much work you want to put into a relationship to make it work, right? And I feel like communication is like the critical skill that you need to master Absolutely. in a relationship and, and compromise, which is like related though to how you're communicating your needs and stuff. And I feel like as an Asian person, that is something that our cultural upbringing also affected because we're not a very like 
communicative about emotions type of people. And like, especially if you're growing up and you're trying to learn from your parents, like my parents never communicated properly when they were in an argument, like it would just be yelling and like, there was no really resolve that ever came. It would just be like fuming and then like ignore each other and then time passed and you just ignore that the fight happened and move on. And so there's not like a lot of healthy role modeling to look to when I'm in those situations. Like I've had to make a lot of mistakes um, in past relationships and in this current one with like, how do I properly communicate what I need? And when I'm hurt, like, how do I get across how I'm feeling and what I want out of it without just shutting off and assuming that things will be fine, even if we like keep blowing up? Yeah, I think it is just a very distinctly different thing that our parents have versus what we have. And I agree with you 100% because this feels like a thing that goes hand in hand with the idea of being quiet because I had very much the same experience. My parents would also get into fights and then the fight would end, but I feel like nothing ever came from it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they ever had a discussion about it, but I remember very distinctly, I've seen my parents upset before, but they were arguing about something related to my mom's parents. And my mom just started crying. Like it was Sunday morning. I was sitting there like, what's happening now because i had never seen like Mm. that kind of like loss of control and like rawness and like emotion come out of them ever before so i was just so shocking to see so that's why i definitely agree with you there there's i don't want to say it's emotional stunting but there's just like a level of emotional understanding you don't get from your our parents on how to form like romantic relationships And the truth is that I kind of feel like if our parents accepted the idea of breaking up with people, they might have been broken up at some point. But I feel like, yeah, but they don't, that doesn't exist for them. Like Catholics, no divorce. So they're just like, we're ball and chain, like together forever. And that definitely has impacted me. Like I have gotten into not arguments with John, but just like moments where I'm like upset. And then when I'm upset, I just kind of like, Mm-hmm. Like I withdraw, like I don't say anything. And part of it's that where I'm just like, I don't know how, like, I don't know how to handle this emotion right now. And part of it's also just that I am still struggling sometimes to like figure out what I'm feeling A and what I'm feeling that towards B. So I'm not sure a lot of the times and then I get very clammed up. Yes, emotional comprehension is not at all something that our parents displayed or taught us. Um, and I I hear so much of me and what you just described as well, but not not totally. Um, I also, when I get upset, I like feel the emotion pretty deeply, and I know that I'm upset. But I, much like you, I don't always understand the like core reason why I'm upset or like what triggered it, that it's probably tied to something else that happened in the past. And it's like a recurring thing. Um, I don't clam up. I just explode. <laughs> like I am the opposite. And I get that from my dad. He has some anger management issues. <laughs> I, def- I def took that from him. Um, but that's definitely something that I've been working on in this current relationship because it's Ramona is more clam up type like Mm. you 
so we're like <laughs> opposite in that sense and then and then he also has like done a lot of work on himself um through this like multi-year leadership program that he's done that's essentially like group therapy <laughs> so he like knows a lot of where his trigger points are um so he's always trying to like get me to dissect why I'm feeling what I'm feeling and it like makes me more angry and <laughs> it like spirals into a thing but it's after I cool off then it's like okay it is helpful to like be able to step up step back and say like okay it wasn't that you like left this dirty dish out like that's not what I'm actually angry about it's like this other thing it's like an, a recurring pattern and then that annoys me because I had like you know a similar thing happen with roommates in the past or like with my my parents and or something right it's like usually never just him or like the specific instant and so that like processing and that reflection is something that I'm constantly still learning and not something at all that my parents do. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about that because I think that aside from the fact that they don't talk about relationships and feelings, I think one step farther than that is because they don't talk about feelings we don't get a chance to learn the skills to do what we just discussed, right? Which is reflect on more than just the immediate feeling that you have and really understand where that's coming from. We don't get that at all because like our, the way that we see it according to the relationships that we saw growing up, it was like emotional reaction and then like nothing. You yeah. just kind of like toss it and that's really like not how you can do any relationships now. I feel like even if you had a relationship with a nice Asian boy as your parents wanted, I'm fairly certain that's not how how a conversation would I go. Hope not. I, I don't think so. I also feel like you need that kind of reflection to be able to pinpoint anything that is more recurring in your relationship and then try to like figure out a solve for for, you know resolving that more recurring underlying thing because I definitely feel like what you said about like if our parents had the option to break up or whatever like they probably would have and, and a big part of that though is because they didn't they don't spend the time to like figure out what the real cause of their like constant conflicts are because they don't talk about that so like when I just like watch my parents fight I'm like this is the same fight you always have every single time and like you you don't talk about it though, or like figure out how to resolve it. I also wanted to get your thoughts on what you feel like the idea of independence that your parents taught you had on your outlook for like relationships and seeking help from people. And I don't know if you had the same experience, but like when I was growing up, my parents, specifically my dad, like really impressed upon me quite heavily. He was like, you're our only son. You have cousins, but they're not your siblings. So you shouldn't expect anyone to be there to help you except for us because we're your parents, but that's it. And so I feel like from a really young age, I had this feeling that it was like you have to kind of go it alone and you can only rely on yourself. And so I also kind of feel like for a long time, that's how I felt in relationships in a sense, I kind of felt like I had to like take charge and lead people places and like bring people to the direction that I wanted to. And I felt like that was really exhausting. And after I learned how tiring 
that was, I kind of was just like, kind of just gave up doing that. Also dovetailed nicely with like uh, something else that I was learning separately, which is that like everyone comes to their like happy place in their life at different moments and different times. And so I kind of learned those two things together and kind of like just took the, you know, foot off the pedal. And I was like, well, you know, we're dating. I would like to see you here, but you're going to take as much time as you need to get there. And I am not going to like influence that or try to be like the one that like pulls you there. So I definitely feel like that affected how I approached some of my relationships and like how I was trying to grow people in my relationships for better or worse. We're, this is the first, this is definitely the first like adult relationship I've had where we're like both trying to like make ourselves better people and like help each other be better people. And so when you're in that kind of a mindset, you need to be able to be vulnerable and like accept and ask for help when you need it. And as someone who's always been like, no, I'm on my own. Like who needs you? Who needs anyone? That's very hard for me to do is ask for help. So, uh, so yeah, that part I totally relate to the growing people piece. I've never done that. Like that's never really been Hmm. part of me. I think because the types of people that I end up with, I already like one of my filters, I guess, is already that we're like more or less on par um, mm-hmm. in terms of, like aspirations in life and like career and whatever. So like, I've never felt like there's been a big gap in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, so yeah, I haven't had that before. But you've never wanted to, I mean, that doesn't necessarily pertain to just career, but also like other things in general. So like, if they were uh, like complaining about how they don't have friends, like, bringing them to friend things and helping them hang out with friends. Or if they're complaining about like, you know, I don't know how to do this like chore thing, like helping them through that. Like it's the idea of like quote unquote fixing a person, but not necessarily like the like level of fixing that normal, that people are normally thinking about where it's like, Oh my God, you're broken. It's more just like small things to like help the person grow in life. Well, what I'm hearing from you is, moments when you've tried to help someone grow but they don't want to accept that help or that precisely yeah 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 for sure for sure I think (laughs) we've all had that and a big part of that is when you're not on the same page of Mm -hmm. like that's a usually a good sign that you're not on the same page with like life and the relationship what do you think are some good things that our parents may have imparted us or some culturally positive things that we learned that helped us navigate relationships in general? I do think that like constantly striving for excellence thing is good in the sense that like I, I am always looking, I have always looked for someone who's on par or, or better than I am at, life right like in career and like aspirations in life and like whatever like anything else um that makes them like an interesting person to me but I I think that saved me it's given me a shortcut for like my dating life versus like being open to just anyone because I know for myself that I wouldn't be satisfied with someone who is not as ambitious or as like 
wanting more from life um than than i am so that's probably a piece that was i guess good i think that definitely seeing that my parents have been together for a while have has shown me how important consistency and like staying together with the person is because now we talked about the whole separation thing but for better or worse like my parents have been together forever and although they may not necessarily talk about all their feelings and stuff like you can still see that they put in some work to maintain the relationship and as i told you before like i don't believe necessarily that there is like the one and i think that relationships is a choice and you have to like make work to make it work so i do feel like seeing that my parents have been together for so long despite everything has been like a proving point that putting work into relationships makes them work yeah i <laughs> you're like no bullshit no, no i can see that i can see that but i also <laughs> Because we just talked about like it's yeah. a known, it's a taboo in Asian culture to break up, so like mm-hmm. part of that feels fake to me. That like not mm-hmm. your parents, like my parents. I'm talking about my parents. Like to see that they've been together for that long, it's like would you have been? You probably would have been like help happier and like I don't know more fulfilled in life if if you had made certain decisions earlier mm-hmm. on in your relationship. Of like, is this the right thing for both of us? Um, but with that said, I will say because my parents are also very different people and I constantly think to myself, like, how does this even work? Because because they don't communicate well, right? But they do surprise me in that, like, especially with, like, big life decisions or, like, I'm consulting them for advice and stuff or whatever. Like, it's clear that they talk, they do talk about, like, you know, very important things and, like, they share intimate you know, secrets or whatever with each other. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess there's like more to this that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, especially, well, to your point of like the work put in. So mm-hmm. I do admire my parents and I'm not jealous at all that they did this, that like my mom essentially raised us almost like a single parent because mm-hmm. my dad was in China the entire time. Like he was running a business in China and he would come back only every like four months or so. And he would stay for like one or two months, but he was kind of like a revolving door dad. Like he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't live with us most of the Mm -hmm. time. And so to be able to maintain a relationship across the the globe for like 18 years and still, you know, feel that trust or, you know, be solid enough to stay together during that time, that is extremely difficult. So I commend them for that. And I, don't intend to do that with my life at all. <laughs> I, you know, what's funny when you were talking about your parents is I also feel like my parents are very different people. Like, I feel like my mom is very gregarious. She likes to talk to people and she likes mm-hmm. to hang out with people. And my dad's like, I'm just going to sit at home and watch TV. <laughs> They're very, very different people. And I kind of feel like that. I've never thought about it that way, but maybe that's why I'm kind of like, when I date people, I don't, it's not that I don't have a bar. I, there are like certain things where I'm like, I feel like you must have these things before I will like consider dating you. But I'm also generally more relaxed about who I'm dating. Not saying that I don't have standards or anything, but it's just that like, I kind of see 
yeah, they're like very different people. So I kind of see that there could be like value or like spark or like fun and joy to be found from like another person that is like extremely different from you or has like completely different life circumstances. And to be honest, most of the people I've dated have like their, yeah. their backgrounds are like really different from mine. So yeah, same. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun to like, it's fun to date people like that because then you have so much more to find out about another person. Cause you like really deep dig deep into those foundations and be like, where'd you like all the stuff about their like background and where they're from. I thought of something else that my, our cultural upbringing, or at least my parents, but I think it's a pretty Asian thing, um, like taught me is I feel like because Asian cultures don't place an emphasis on verbalizing love, like there's not a lot of I love you's that are thrown Mm -hmm. around, right, Mm -hmm. to show that you love someone. Every form of love is more as like a, um, a show of love uh, through something else. So like, cooking your favorite thing or like Mm. cutting some fruit for you or like doing your laundry like it's like acts of love right especially if like you get in a fight or whatever like they'll never say they're sorry they won't say i love you but here's some watermelon yeah yeah (laughs) or like something else nice was done for you um i feel like there's good and bad to that but like i've definitely noticed that i do that as well like i my primary way of showing love is through acts of love not through like verbalizing. so we also wanted to discuss things that we wish we had learned maybe there are things we know now that like came from a lot of experience that we wish we knew earlier or it's like things we saw in past partners or current partners that like we wish we had we had that skill set prior um for me i really do think it's this is not interesting at all but i really do think it's the emotional processing and ability to communicate what you're feeling piece like i i honestly feel like that's like 80 percent of a relationship (laughs) or like the rest of it's easy it's like conflict is where it's hard and when you're trying to resolve conflict being able to verbalize where it's coming from and like and what your needs are is pretty critical to maintaining a relationship and i'm still not perfect at it Mm -hmm. things that i wish i had learned i feel like i'm just gonna approach it from like a talking to like a high school year old me because i feel like high school me would think like current me is like really cool Minus the whole, like, have to be stuck at home situation. (laughs) I feel like the most important thing as it comes to relationship, this is going to sound really cliche, but is to not take it so seriously. I feel like when I was growing up, I would watch all these, like, shows with relationships in them. And even, like, a lot of the Asian drama shows that our parents watch, like, everything is so dramatic. Like Mm -hmm. people are always like, it's life and death. Like she lost her memory. And this is like the only person that can help her get stuff like that, where I feel like you have this very like normative concept where it's like, you only have the one and it's always serious. And that love is like so huge and big that it is like more important than anything else. And 
I feel like that's not true. And I think I would have had more fun like dating people and been more relaxed dating people if I wasn't trying to like find something so serious out of it. I actually completely agree. And I've talked with this. I talked about this with my therapist before (laughs) because I, and it's something I had to pick apart that it like even affected me, but like, because we weren't allowed to date until we were older, like college essentially. And for me, at least my parents told me explicitly, whoever you date in college, we're going to assume you might marry this person. Like there's always been this heavy weight assigned to relationships and sex, like all of it together. Right. But like, so that, that gravity that's always been attached to relationships has had a huge impact on the way that I look at things and like how free spirited I can be with, with just, just enjoying the moment. Right. And like enjoying each other without having to label everything right away or like, derive some sort of security from something that I I am enjoying, but like need that sense of security to like feel okay because of these expectations that have been placed on, on what a relationship should be. So for sure, I agree. That's like, that's something I, I yeah. wish I could have unlearned. <laughs> All right. So shall we go to our close, the fortune cookie? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, At the end of our conversation, I think we've talked a lot about the things that inform our relationship from our culture and our parents, both good and bad. We've also talked about, you know, what we would have liked that probably would have changed how we dated and our outlook on dating so far, but we haven't really specifically quite talked about any of our partners yet. So we wanted to close with something nice about each of our partners and something that we are grateful to have learned from them. Angela? Yeah. Um, For me, I have two things. One um, is that one is something I've always admired about Ramon, but I like didn't know how to apply that to my own life until this podcast, which is um, I think he's always had this like curiosity for in life where Mm -hmm. like I've always hated school and I've like always never wanted to like learn beyond what I need to learn um in life to like Mm -hmm. get certain credentials and like be qualified to do whatever and I've always been like learnings for that environment and I'm gonna like use the rest of my time to like relax and like just have fun and forget it but whereas like Ramon's always he's constantly reading. He's constantly listening to podcasts. He's like constantly trying to just learn more about life and the topics he's interested in and like grow more, um, and not say stagnant. Um, and so that's been really inspirational for me to like not waste my time. So I think we've like we talked about this before we even hit record, but like I, I try to stay very productive with my time now because I recognize that like I still need downtime. I'm still watching Netflix or whatever when I need to like decompress. But every moment you have in your life could be used to like better yourself. Um, and like especially with this podcast, it's like I this is something we're constantly learning new things about every episode we make, right? And it's like so uh rewarding to know what that feels like and to like 
feel like I'm continuing to develop myself as a person. Um, so that's, that's one of like the bigger things I'm really grateful for. The other thing, which is like came about during quarantine, but is like going to have a longer lasting effect on my life is we talked about during money, honey, but, um, this idea of like not needing to do the typical like corporate America route. Mm -hmm. Um, I, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been dedicating a lot of time to like learning more about building passive income streams and like how that could better free up my time and, and help me to pursue things that are going to like continue helping me learn and, and like grow in life. And that's not a mindset that I had before I met him and he encouraged me to like read up more about, you know, this way of life. So very grateful for both those things. How about you with John? Sounds awesome. I would say probably the, the thing first and foremost, and I really touched about it, touch upon it, <laughs> touched upon it a little bit earlier, is that he's really open to talking about like feelings when you're upset. And I feel like being with him has made me feel more open and valid about my feelings and mm-hmm. also communicating them more freely and openly. And that's been it's been really nice to not like have to sit on what I'm feeling all the time and also not feel like I'll be judged in any way when I, when I tell him, mm-hmm. um, because he's always been very fair and level-headed with the things that I throw his way. So I feel like I don't need to bottle as much when I'm upset, upset about something with him. So that has been really, really nice. And in the same vein, I also feel like he's a really easygoing person and a lot of people really like him. I feel like that's why he has so many friends. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I'm trying to like absorb some of that energy as well, because sometimes I'm like very high strung or like too worried about what people are thinking about of me in like social settings. And I like struggle to like be confident in how mm-hmm. to like talk to people. So being around someone that is more confident already definitely helps me feel more confident about myself. Nice. Yeah. I love that. So much positivity. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we spilled all our beans. So now it's your <laughs> turn. <laughs> if you have your own experiences that you wanted to weigh in on or feedback on this episode or anything else we've talked about, write us in at tell us where you're from at gmail.com and maybe we'll feature your story on the episode. And we'll have a new episode for you next week. So until next time, Bye. Bye. Jen, bitches. bitches.